a staple in KDLM programming for more than 40 years. It's Coffee with the Coaches with Charlie Newland. The tradition continues. It's Coffee with the Coaches with Charlie Newland, live from Burger King. All right, welcome. First uh, Coffee with the Coaches show of of the year, and of uh, well, we didn't have any Coffee with the Coaches in the fall either, so it's good to be back on the airwaves for Coffee with the Coaches once again, live from uh, Burger King. I'm Charlie Newland, uh, here to talk to some uh, area coaches Get caught up on the weekend sports, preview what's coming up. Also, uh, since it is our first show, we'll kind of get a little in-depth look at what uh, each uh, each program's uh, teams look like and and uh, just kind of get you up to date on all things in athletics, high school athletics here in Detroit Lakes. First things first, we're going to talk to the uh, head coach of the Laker boys hockey team, head coach Ben Noah. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Charlie. I hope you can hear me through my mask here. <laughs> well, I can. That's that's the good news. A little muffled, but uh, it will we'll make do. We're just happy to be here, uh, Coach. Uh, so take us through. We're what? How many games in? Seven games in? Something like that? Yep, we've played seven games, and you know it seems like we've been playing longer. But in the grand scheme of things, you look at it, and you know I compare it to last year. And at this time last year, you know we just. We were trying to piece everything together, and everything was so brand new. And, uh, you know, when you get we start getting attached to the results, you, you start to doubt it a little bit. But we are so much further ahead uh, as a team, and, and some of the things that we work on daily, uh, they're, they're showing up uh, more consistently already this year than, than they did at this time last year. So we're excited what, with what we see. We just haven't got the results that we were looking for. Right. This is your second year as, as head coach. So you talk about that familiarity how about you as a coach or have you seen your own personal growth i guess uh have you made have you seen like what you were doing last year and now this year like a transition at all or yeah well that's a great question um you know before i got this job um you know i was coaching in the Mayak uh, division three college hockey at concordia moorhead and it's it's a much different game you, you know at, at the college level you're dealing with kids that um, after high school, they went and played a couple years of juniors. And so then when you're coaching them in college, they're anywhere from 21 to 24 years old. And then you come you come into high school and uh, you just kind of see the knowledge that's not there yet, right? And uh, so last year as a first-year head coach and, and my staff um, is a younger staff as well, not a ton of uh, coaching experience there, we had to figure it out and and how do we teach these kids what do we start with and and kind of what is the process going to be well what we learned last year and the notes that we took and and how we talk as a staff we knew how to attack this year and i think that's a big part of why we're a little further along um you know with these kids with this with this group especially um puck management and puck protection is uh so crucial before you can actually start to teach concepts and so we have we have to design practices to say all right let's take care of the puck we're not just going to force passes into traffic we're not going to throw pucks away when we feel pressure and once we get that then we can actually start executing some of the you know odd man rushes or how we want to run our in zone offense and and so uh just learning that knowledge last year as a staff and then coming into this year uh it's it's that's kind of been our biggest growth as one of the things as as a hockey player when the game starts to slow down right and and how do you get a kid to that point like instead of just throwing pucks in front of the net having a purpose how do you instill that in a hockey player i mean it's it's such a it seems like that's that next step like you can be a good good team you can beat some teams when you're playing kind of that way but how do you take that next step and really slow the game down is there any way to do that maybe for for our players and maybe for youth that are listening out there well then that's a great point so as you were uh, asking that question I was kind of getting ready to say well it starts with our youth right and uh, so Brendan Cook our youth hockey director um, ton of hockey knowledge uh, played at a very high level Um, he's really good at what he does down there and with uh, Paul Bender as our Bantam coach uh, Jim Kennedy as our peewee coach and Cook as our squirt coach um, the four of us uh, are in contact daily, and we talk about these things. And, and they actually are always curious, what are you seeing with your guys at the high school level that you think we could fix down here at the youth? 
and that is the number one thing. And so we talk about small area games and, and trying to create traffic so that kids are constantly feel, feeling pressure with the puck and that they don't start throwing it away. And so I do believe that that can be fixed. Um, you know, a lot of people will say that's just a, that's just a hockey sense thing. Uh, kids are either, either going to get it or they're not. But I do think that you can develop that if you start young enough. Now with the guys that we have, we're actually seeing some improvements even with juniors and seniors that have had those bad habits. Um, we do every single day we open up our practice with three on three keep away. There's, we don't use a net. We, uh, they're not trying to score. They're just trying to keep the puck. And um, it's constant pressure. It's in a small area of the ice. Typically we'll do it down low from the top of the circles in or else we'll do it in the neutral zone between the two blue lines. And, you know, there's two things that, that happen there. Number one, it starts the practice with uh, good intensity and gets the blood going. And the other thing is um, they're learning how to, how to create space and protect the puck and move without the puck to be an option. And so um, when we see the mistakes happen that we're trying to fix, I'll blow the whistle, I'll stop, I'll explain it, and then we'll get back into it. And and the more you do it, the more you'll start to see kids trying it, and uh, then they'll, they'll start to improve. Uh, I thought that was interesting, the, the youth coaches asking, you know, Varsity, what are you seeing that you want to see, correct? I think that's just a great partnership and something that I don't know if we've always had that, but it just seems like a mark of a good program is if you have everybody buying into the same system from bottom to top so i like that you're getting the feedback you're giving the feedback to the youth coaches saying hey this is what we need to work on it i think that's great and sets you up for years to come so you don't have to spend time in practicing and focus on maybe more complex complexities of the game absolutely well. so, all right uh, coach uh, so let's talk a little bit about your season uh got the win uh, to start the year off against kitson county central a team that we battled with uh, last year had a pretty good little rivalry with uh the the bearcats last year S- good to start the season off with a win beating them three to two and then we went right, right back into it with another section opponent with the uh, war road warriors what did you see from the warriors are they kind of the the team to beat i know east grand forks uh, was able to to battle with them uh, but what are, you, what are your thoughts on the warriors and maybe as a section as a whole as you got to see kitson county central war road and also red lake falls in the mix as well yeah um i, th- I think uh you know when i grew up as a player early 2000s here uh, being in section eight um, the section was not as deep as it is right now Um, usually it's three teams maybe a fourth team that that's uh, right there but right now um, like Red Lake Falls has these two uh, Kennett brothers that are are arguably two of the top players in the section Um, so they have a chance to win any game any given night Um, Kitson Central has a couple of really nice players that give them a chance Um, Thief Rivers there, we're there, and then you got East Grand and Warroad. And and uh, going back to your question, I think East Grand is the team to beat. Um, you know, the the score doesn't always reflect the the pace of the game and, and kind of the flow of the game. Um, and, and what I noticed uh, when I looked at the box score of East Grand Warroad is East Grand outshot Warroad 35 to 17, um, and won a one goal game. Uh, Warroad is really well coached. They're a different style of team than East Grand. Warroad is physical. Uh, they have one really good line, one really, really good player. And then East Grand is just deep with really good skaters, and they move the puck well, but they're not physical. So it's an interesting matchup to see those teams go at it. Um, I think we match up personally. We match up better with Warroad because they play a style similar to the way that we want to play. Um, we don't match up very well with East Grand. We're going to have to try to slow them down when we play them in a couple of weeks. Uh, through the neutral, make sure we don't give up odd mans because that's the strength of their game. They like to score off the rush, and they're going to beat you with speed. So we're going to try to figure something out on a game plan there against that team. But, you know, in this section, um, you know, going back to the Red Lake Falls game when we lost to Red Lake, um, you know, the one of the big messages that we – talk about within our group is let's not get attached to the results early in the season because we played a pretty good hockey game that night and you know hats off to those guys they had a great game plan and they hung in there and we let them hang around we didn't capitalize on opportunities when we had them and it was 2-2 late in the third and they got one uh, with about four minutes left and then got an empty netter to win it Um, and that's kind of what happened last night now that's not a section eight opponent in northern lakes but we played a great hockey game Um, we've up to this date like 
all three lines were going. Our defensemen played better. Uh, Hines was great in net for us last night. So all the way across the board, we played a really good hockey game. We just didn't get the result. And so, um, you know, I told the guys last night, you stick with it. We're, we're going to keep getting better. And the experience you're getting in these tight games, um, you'll – you'll come out on the other end uh, later in the year. Yeah, and, and you were talking, you know, you're excited about the youth on this team. I mean, we have, we have some pretty good youth that, that are coming up, and they're making themselves uh, prominent fixtures in our lineup even now. Yeah, uh, well, the line that we're most excited about because they play the right way. They, they sprint to pucks. They protect pucks. They're always uh, supporting each other is uh, Ben Hines, Carter Belfi, and Breck Winter. And it's an interesting uh, – combination because uh Heinz and Belfi played on the Banamays last year and uh, are big strong kids that just have a very high motor and then Breck Winter actually as a freshman played on the Bantam B team last year and and we love this story because it's it's a story that we can bring down to our youth program and say hey when you're in Peewees when you're in Bantams if you're not on the A team Let's not pout about it. Let's go out and, and just work on our game because it doesn't matter. When you get up in high school, there's so much growth with these kids at these ages that any given year you might hit that growth spurt or if you have a really good off season, you could pass the next guy. And uh, you don't see this very often. I mean, Breck is playing over a lot of guys that played on that Bantam A team last year right now, and it's just a great story. But that, that line, two sophomores and a freshman, has been our best line as far as bringing energy, playing the way that we want them to play, and they manage the puck well, and, and uh, you know, they get rewarded with a ton of scoring chances. They're just young. They're just not finding ways to, to quite bury, and they'll make some mistakes, uh, you know, maybe trying to do a little bit too much at times, but we love the look of that line, and we're going to have them for three years, so it's, it's great. It's exciting. All right, so this week uh, we have Park Rapids on Tuesday, Fergus Falls on, uh, on Friday, both road games and both somewhat rivalry games as well. Park Rapids right down the road, Fergus Falls. We know them quite well. Uh, what are you expecting with those two opponents this week? Yeah, Park Rapids, uh, you know, they don't have a, a lot of talent right now, and, and um we need what we need to do when we go to the Park Rapids on Tuesday is we need to build off of what we saw with our team last night. We can't play down to our opponent's uh, skill level, and and we just need to go out there and play our game. And I think uh, you know we're going to come out with a huge win there, like a uh, lopsided win. And then uh, when we go to Fergus, that'll be another test, just like we had last night with Northern Lakes, where we're going to be fairly evenly matched. And um, you know they they play another similar style to we to how we play. And so uh, we're excited about uh, playing Fergus, and everybody wants to beat the Otters, right? It's always been a, a, been a rivalry. So uh, we're excited about our group, and, and we're in a good spot, and hopefully we can start getting these results. All righty, Coach. Well, appreciate it. Best of luck Tuesday and Friday of this week. Thanks, Charlie. All right, head coach of the Laker Boys hockey team, head coach Ben Noah, joining us here on Coffee of the Coaches. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more coaches right after this here on KDLM. Make the decision for Precision. Precision Printing. Their business is helping your business. Precision Printing is the only locally owned printing company in Detroit Lakes for quality printing that won't break your budget. Make the decision for Precision. Printing, creative sales pieces, flyers, brochures, letters, invoices, and and more, plus free pickup and delivery from the only locally owned printing company in Detroit Lakes. Make the decision for Precision, 847-3101, or visit them at 219 Front Street in Detroit Lakes. Laney's in Detroit Lakes is a proud supporter of the Detroit Lakes Lakers. Laney's Mechanical has been in business in the Detroit Lakes area for over 22 years, providing our customers solutions for all of their plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Our professional and technically experienced team prides itself on its friendly, clean, and honest approach with the goal of providing world-class service to you, our customer, each and every time. Laney's Plumbing and Heating wishes good luck to the Laker athletes. Sanford Clinic of Detroit Lakes wants to wish the Lakers good luck this sports season. Sanford Clinic salutes Lakers sports and its great tradition. The Lakers have shown us that hard work, dedication, and teamwork is what it takes to succeed. At Sanford, they resemble the same qualities of the athletes they take care of. Passion, courage, and strength. Sanford Health Detroit Lakes, located at 1245 Washington Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday. Make an appointment, 218-846-2000. Go Lakers! 
All right, welcome back. Coffee with the Coaches continues. You're live from Burger King talking with the head coach of the Laker girls hockey team, head coach Scott Pepcorn. Good morning, uh, Scott. Uh, good morning, Charlie. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for making it uh, here. And uh, you guys uh, had a road trip last night, Crookston, right, uh, taking on the Pirates, section opponent. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty big game for us, and it was another learning lesson for the girls trying to learn how to win and keep it going, and they're feeling a little pressure of actually winning now and it you know that we didn't skate for two periods and we played well in the third and it's just you can't do that with a team with like Kirkston that just goes and goes and goes yeah the pressure of winning I mean you guys were on what a four game winning streak uh, going into the game last night against the Pirates yeah and that's it's been great for the girls and they're working hard and trying new things and uh, positive all the time and happy and they're all getting along and you know, now you got a little adversity, and it, it'll be fine. They were really bummed after the game, and, it, you know, it's another learning moment for them, and, and we'll come back from it. It's It's been a good year so far. Yeah, and, and I mean, Crookston, they're a team that we've always really matched up with. We're pretty even in the section. But I know they had uh, Mayport come to – weren't they a partnership with Mayport? Um, and so they have some uh, new integration of, of players. Yep, they've they've got a few girls from over there, and what's nice about um, Tim Mo up there, we're kind of on the same pace as them. It, it trying they he was trying to build a program three four years ago, and we're doing the same thing. So we're pretty much equal, and it, it all came down to who wants to work harder. And it, it's similar programs, and they're we're both on the rise. Yeah, and I mean for for you guys, I mean that that four game winning streak. One of those wins was against East Grand Forks, and I know Bob Williams in the newspaper wrote about how that win was pretty historic, right? I mean, that was a that's a big win for the program just because East Grand Forks has always been in contention uh, with Thief River Falls and Warroad in the section. Yeah, and they've they've always pretty they've handled us pretty well, and it was big for the girls and and the program. I did call Dan Maloney, who started the program, and asked if we've ever beat them, and he thought they did, but he wasn't sure. So it it's one of those big things, and that was a that was a head turning for the girls and saying, hey, we can do this, and hopefully we can continue it. Yeah, talk a little bit about your team. I mean, we have uh, some of those returners, such as, you know, Addie Strandback at, at the point and Emma Coley at, at the forward position, but there's also some, some new players that are starting to make a name for themselves as well. Yeah, we we had a couple of U12s move up on one, Caden uh, Thorstensen, and, and I – I was going to play her on the JV, and and then she fit in well in practice, so now she's on the second line. I moved her up there last night, and she she's fine. She's she's fit in really well. Um, other than that, it's it's the younger kids, Haley Stadelman, and the defense have been playing phenomenal this year. I always give them, you know, a little trouble at practice. We don't need defense because I was always a forward, but they know I'm kidding. I think. <laughs> Uh, one of the defenders, uh, Ella Hess, she's she's kind of a little spitfire. She brings a little attitude to the ice, but she's also been known to, to put pucks in the net and get on the score sheet. It seems like every game you see her name on the score sheet. Yeah, and it's uh, that's another big move we made. We, um, I'm, Allie Nielsen now coaches the defense. I don't touch them. She's a, she knows more than that with Bruce, Bruce Boyan and uh, Gretchen's dad. You know, they knew a lot of stuff, and Gretchen, or uh, Allie, picked up a lot of that so she's been working with the defense and this year we came in with the you know the college or the nhl attitude of we're going to let the defense go if nothing's there and actually go with the play and and we moved ella back to d to help with that and our other defense are very happy with what we're doing i'm sure uh leah honer is happy as well getting some support uh, back there on defense Uh, leah honer the goaltender senior this year um and she's just continuing to be that steady eddie that mainstay in the net yeah and we've and Allie's um short up the defense we've we've kind of been off on the positioning and she's been working hard with the back pipe you know watching the slot and all that and and they're getting better at it and you know transitioning back of the net and taking off and it it's a big change for them and we basically said forget what you always learned and we're going to go new this year and the the d have been really good about it and Leah's happy. We're clearing more pucks, and, and, and she's having a pretty good year. So uh, currently 4-2 and two on the season, uh, and, and we get to see 
that uh, familiar foe, that East Grand Forks team coming to town on Tuesday. Should be another good matchup. Yeah, and I we'll give them all we got. They're gonna they're a little rough. They're having some you know, trouble with um, wins and losses for probably the first time in their history of the program. And they've we we should match up well with them. And I I hope to put them down again. Yeah, I mean, you look back at that history. I mean, uh, Coach Scanlon was there for for how many years uh, with East Grand Forks, and and so I mean that that's a a good team and. Uh, of course, we also have Fergus Falls uh, coming up uh, next week. That'll be another home game on Saturday. So a couple of home games uh, here on our on our schedule. Yeah, finally we've only had one out of the six, and it'll be nice to be home. And I, we uh, we can be competitive with both those teams. And I I'm hoping I'm hoping for two wins there, and and then we'll see where we go from there. It'll be it's a tough week, and it, girls are learning this year. It's with the shortened season. It's it's a rough rough tired time but we're getting through it yeah and at least at like after after the game against fergus we're at thief river falls but then quite a few home games to wrap up the season after thief river falls there's only one more road game and then the rest are all home games so you guys have a nice extended home stand coming up yeah and that'll be nice for the girls not traveling i i love traveling but nobody else seems to and it was, Rob Nielsen does a great job scheduling, and this was, they had to do two, three, four times scheduling all this, and it, it's, he came to us and said, what do you think? And we said, whatever you, whatever you want, Rob, because it's, yeah, we understand imagine. it. Yeah, I can't imagine. Alrighty, Coach, uh, what's, what's the focus going to be on a practice on Monday for you guys? What, uh, after, uh, after sustaining a loss, what's the focus going to be on on Monday? Um, we're going to go back, we'll split up the forward D, forward and D's again and do individual work and work on more shooting and we're going to be more, more aggressive on the uh, corner work and forecheck. And it's just a few of the coverages, D coverage and neutralize and, you know, just shore up. Some of them don't quite understand it and we'll go over it again and again and, you know, just shooting and skating hard. I know I think we'll be okay. All right, Coach, best of luck uh, this week. All right, thanks, Charlie. Yep, thanks again for making it here. Uh, Head Coach Scott Pepcorn joining us here on Copy of the Coaches. We'll be back with more coaches right after this. The C in Cenex stands for convenience. Check out these February specials at your local Cenex C store in Detroit Lakes, Lake Park, Twin Valley, and Monoman. Pringles Grab and Go, only 99 cents. Deli Express sandwiches are $1.99, and Linder Truffles are four for a dollar. Cenex C store is also your corner market with fresh ground hamburger, ribeye, and T bone steaks. Milk, eggs, cheese, and other essential grocery items. Cenex Convenience Store, the co op in your community, with convenient locations in Detroit Lakes, Lake Park, Twin Valley, and Monoman. Jeff Smuffler and Auto Repair on 8th Street in Detroit Lakes is your all around auto repair shop, and he's open and ready to serve his community. Jeff has been servicing vehicles in the Lakes area for over 30 years. Jeff's work is fully guaranteed, and he will get the job done right. I know this because he is my dad. Schedule your appointment today by calling 846 9318. That's 846-9318. Jeff Smeltburn Auto Repair is taking extra precautions to keep all of his customers safe during this time. You can always count on Jeff Smeltburn Auto Repair. Price's Fine Jewelry is a proud supporter of Laker Athletics. For over 75 years, Price's has been celebrating your family's biggest and most memorable moments with fine jewelry. And Price's looks forward to helping you celebrate your next memorable moment with beautiful jewelry for anniversaries, birthdays, graduations, holidays, and new births. Visit Price's Fine Jewelry Tuesday through Saturday in downtown Detroit Lakes. Price's Fine Jewelry. Diamonds of distinction for over 75 years. All right, welcome back. Coffee with the Coaches continues. We're broadcasting live from Burger King. This is where we recap the week sports and preview what's coming up in the week in high school sports here in Detroit Lakes. And uh, talking now with the uh, head coach of the Laker Gymnastics team, head coach uh, Lisa Lingard. And uh, coach, uh, this is our first time getting to chat here on the airwaves. Welcome Thank to the you. program. Thank you so much for making it down here this morning. And I know the elements aren't uh, very friendly this morning, so yeah, appreciate a little, it. A little chilly out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how's, how's the season? But now let's first start off. Uh, you guys are, you, you're not a stranger to this program, right? I mean, you've no. been involved with this gymnastics program for how long? So I coach for nine years. Um, the high school program, and then I took a break last year. Um, we've got five kids now, and so I took a little break and then back this year. So this will be my 10th season coaching the high school team. Okay. And so, but first, as 
the head coach, right? As the head coach, as, yep. As this, the moniker head coach. Yes, right? this is the first time being the head coach. Okay. Well, yeah. how, has that changed at all, or is it just like, are you picking up where you left off? Uh, uh, yeah, kind of picking up where I left off. There's a little bit more details that, you know, come along with getting the buses going and checking grades and doing all that fun stuff that I'm not used to, but I'm getting the hang of that, and the coaching aspect is the same. Right. And, and getting to know the kids, I'm sure you have somewhat of a relationship with them, you know, from, from the years past, right? Yes. So. Um, not as close as I would like to, just because some of these were down on the JV or more new to the team, so I didn't really get to work with them all that much. But I'm getting to know all these girls, and they're great, and I'm excited for our relationship to continue to grow and uh, to see what happens. What is, I guess, kind of the theme of your team? Uh, you know, some some ki- some teams are you know very serious, and or some are goal oriented, some are you know, playful. What 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 are you kind of picking up from the vibe of your team this year? Um, well, the hard part is I'm super competitive yeah. <laughs> when it comes to it, and so you know I'm trying to. We do goals every week that the girls are trying to um, get on each event. Every week we do a new set of goals that they're trying to get and work towards and so that will hopefully help us get you know towards the end of the season get where we want to be um but it's such a fun group of girls they are relaxed yet determined to work and they know that they have the ability to go out and be the team that i and themselves want to be so what are some of those goals like is it is it just fine-tuning or what 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 are some of those goals that you're um some of the goals could just be like get a certain skill on on vault you know, or do this on beam, do a little bit of a little bit better skill on floor for that week. And so just really little goals that they can obtain in that week. So I only want them to be making goals that that will work for that week specifically. It's a short term goal, not a long term goal. And that, you know, that they also get super excited when they see that goal and hit that goal. And so that keeps them motivated throughout the season and the weeks that they have something to look forward to. And work towards and i kind of like that breaking it down week by week it's it's a it's a sprint but yes. really it's a marathon right you have the little yep. markers that you're trying to hit i like that all right uh so so how many events have we had so far how many are we in now we've had three meets so okay. far uh we lost our first two we just took up our first win on tuesday against park rapids and then we have two meets this coming week one in alex and one in Perm. Okay. And what do you take away from those, you know, those, those losses and that win? What, what are some of the things that you saw that, hey, I need to correct with, with the girls? Anything in specifics? I mean, we're still just learning and trying to put all these pieces together. The, you know, COVID really hit us. Gymnastics isn't a sport that you can just pick up out of nowhere. You know, it's something that you need to be practicing majority of the year. And when the shutdown happened, they can't just go and go into a gym or go into their living room and practice gymnastics mm-hmm. uh you know you need the gym and you need a coach there and so that w- that's a little different so the season has started off slow but the girls are working really hard and like i said i'm excited to see where, where we're going to end up one of the things too i mean gymnastics uh it's it's such a physical sport and it's a demanding sport and injuries are bound to pop up and you guys have been kind of battling that right th- this year injury bug Yes, yes, we have quite a few injuries um, happening, you know, some hip flexors just from, you know, sitting or laying or just little things that, you know, even though we're warming up and getting um, them nice and warm before they do stuff, just gymnastics is hard on your body. Mm -hmm. And so hip flexors, knees, ankles, just all that pounding that we do uh, create some, some tension in there. So we're working through them. We're getting back, you know, their, their, uh, strength training, why they're injured, uh, throughout practice. And Jersey is back this week doing a couple events and Gabby's coming back hopefully in a couple weeks. And some of those other girls will be hopefully full force within the next couple of weeks. And those two are such huge pieces of our team. I mean, you, you talk about the success down at state and, yes. and those those girls are no stranger to that no no you know they have experience they were down at state last year those two made it as individuals and so you know we're hoping that again they'll get back real quick and we'll be back to hopefully you know as close to full force as we can um, but all the girls that you know they've really stepped up and taken uh, control or helped with Jersey with Jersey and Gabby being out so that's been awesome you know as far as like working out I guess is 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 it so important to stretch I'm thinking like with the dancers like a big part of being in dance is 
doing the stretching and, and that sort of thing. Is that similar with, with gymnastics? Is that a huge part of, you know, preparing is to stretch out and, and, and to, you know, to get, I guess, uh, yeah. 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 So, you know, we warm up, they do a little bit of strength training, warm up piece, um, that I do right away when they get to practice. And then they have about 15 minutes of stretch time and really, you know, try to, uh, loosen up those muscles to get ready, uh, for our events so that we hopefully prevent injuries from happening and pulling muscles just cause, you know, getting tight and moving. And so, yeah, it, that we do stretch and do a lot of strength training. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you said Alexandria, right? Yep. Uh, uh, what can we expect with Alexandria? Are they a pretty good squad or? Yeah, I think, okay. th- yeah, they've been decent in the past. I'm hoping to pull out a win, um, against them. I think we're we should be able to. Usually in the past, I think they've been in about the 130s, and our last meet we got a 130. Okay. So I think it should be a close meet again with COVID. I don't know exactly where they're at and right. how that will look, but. Well, it's so interesting this year too because I'm thinking back to the years past where we've been traveling to you know various places where there's a whole bunch of different teams. With COVID, are you only allowed to face one other? school or how does that work there's not the big mega meets right no we don't get to do any of those invites with all the big teams which is a bummer because those are fun fun meets and the girls really look forward to it you know it's a fun travel we get to ride the bus and do all sorts of fun things um but yeah right now we only get to compete against one team at a time and so that is a little different and you know just we don't get awards at the end it's like you get done with your last event and it's see you later great (laughs) job and you walk out the door so that's a little bit different and But we still celebrate, you know, I get the results and we'll celebrate them on the bus or in our little group that we have chat that going on. And so that's, you know, try to keep that as normal as possible. And it's exciting. Uh, you just got word that sections are going to happen yes. and state is going to happen this year. Yes. So that's exciting to hear. Yes. We, I announced that to the girls yesterday, I think, and they are super excited. You know, they now they maybe have that little bit more of a push to, you know, they have something at that end of the season to really work towards. Um, so I'm excited to, again, just to see, and hopefully we get down there. Yeah. That would be awesome. Be I told fun. the girls yesterday, I said, I'm really fun down at state. So <laughs> we really want to make it down there. <laughs> All right. Well, coach, uh, appreciate it. Best of luck this week. And, Thank you. And hopefully we'll be able to do this again uh, down the road. So Sounds good. Thank good. you so much. All right. Head coach of the Laker Gymnastics uh, team, head coach Lisa Lingard, joining us here on Coffee with the Coaches. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Warm up with the Papacitos Burrito of the Month for February, the meat and potato burrito, a fresh tortilla filled with Spanish rice, fried potatoes, queso, shredded cheese, sour cream, and packed with ground beef. The perfect comfort food to fill you up on a cold February day. Meat and potatoes inside of a burrito. That's the ticket. The meat and potato burrito, available at Papacitos Burritos. Located in Detroit Lakes, Perham and Fergus Falls. Papacitos Burritos. Always on a quest for freshness. Ole, ole, ole. And now we sing, but first we taco. Taco John's fresh burritos are bigger. Their seasoned beef tacos are bolder. And crispy potato olés are better. Maestro! Taco John's! Nothing is simpler than taking your love for meat and your love for potato olés and rolling them together in a burrito from Taco John's, downtown Detroit Lakes. All righty, welcome back here to Coffee with Coaches, live from Burger King, talking wrestling now with the head coach of the Laker wrestling team, head coach Rob Elliott. Good morning, coach. Hey, good morning, Charlie. Good to see you. Good to see you as <laughs> well. Uh, so you were on the road last night, uh, Glendon, right, uh, DGF, yep, and yep. Fargo Davies, your opponents. Uh, yep, yep. Let's Fargo. start there. Yeah, Davies, we had wrestled them earlier in the year. I think it was our first duel of the season, if I remember right. We went down to Moorhead. And uh, we had Moorhead and Davies. And, you know, uh, the Fargo schools had been wrestling a month already at that point in time. So we were a little concerned about where's our conditioning at and, and uh, you know, where, how are we going to match up. And, and, and obviously the matchups are important, but more important is that they had already had, uh, I think, some of their kids eight and nine matches under their belt. And we came in 0-0, you know. So, and Davis is, Davies is always a top ten team over in Class A in North Dakota. Uh, and such, so they're a very competitive program. But we were able to uh, eke out a victory with uh, against them over there. Don't remember the exact score, but I'm thinking we won by about six or seven or something like that over there and such. So we started out the season well, um, 
and things at that night. And then last night when we went back, it was a lot the same lineup. They had a couple of different kids in there. You know, as you go through the year, you make adjustments and things and such. And and uh, last night uh, we wrestled about 80% the same lineup and such, but I thought our conditioning was way better this time around. I thought we, we went uh, a little deeper into those matches and such. Uh, we were able to turn around a couple of of defeats from the last time uh, that we wrestled them and such and uh, I think the margin of victory this time was more like uh, oh about 16 or so I, I don't remember the score I'm I'm the worst guy <laughs> to ever remember a score I remember a win or a loss and I remember a tight duel and right. and a non-tight duel and things like that but uh, but we uh, we certainly wrestled better in my opinion as a team from 106 all the way through heavyweight and and I think we've been doing that uh, uh, I think in the last maybe week i've seen a little bit of a, a turnaround in in a, in a better effort all the way through uh, at every weight class and things i think guys are starting to figure out uh, a little bit more about competing uh, in things even when you can't win matches and things but, but being able to compete and uh, go the six minutes and things uh, that's that's helped an awful lot along the way so we're kind of finding our roles we've made a few adjustments to our our lineup here and things uh some of our young guys are starting to learn how to wrestle a little more now uh it's coming along and such uh so you, you throw all those things in there and, and we're seeing improvement no question is it that confidence that's starting you, you're talking about competing you're learning how to compete yeah. you've now had a few matches under your belt for the younger guys specifically maybe that confidence starting to build a little bit more and then you know you were talking about how we're not we're not where we want to be right now. We're we're still progressing, and we're not yeah. we're not peaking at this time, which no. isn't what we want to do, right? We want to be peaking at sections, and so maybe maybe with the more matches, we're seeing more confidence. Uh, well, kids. I th- I think we are building some confidence and just some some you know belief in the kids here a little bit. You know the 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 whole situation this year is so different when you don't have a kid coming to school every day and they're going through their daily re- routine. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm a firm believer in getting kids up and moving and doing such. And, and coming to school, I think, is a really important part of being successful in athle- athletics and activities and, and such. But, you know, some of these kids that, that, are, that are at home, uh, whether they're a distance students or a hybrid day for them, uh, you know, they come in and they, they're just not quite where you'd like them to be. They're a little lethargic. Maybe they were up late that night before. I mean, the, the culture of kids, in my opinion, has changed a little bit. And, and we have to adapt. And, and I think that we really have to educate kids on the importance of things like rest and, and uh, you know, not laying around all day and things. And how does the body react to those things, you know? Um, so, and I think that those kinds of things are coming. I'm very excited for the opportunity. Maybe we'll be back in full-time learning here shortly. Um, I think just from a from a kid standpoint, educationally, there, there's no question how much a better situation that's going to be for our students and things. But but just lifestyle, you know, getting some routine back that's more normal. And uh, I think that'll make a huge difference. At least I feel it will for our program, too. And, again, there will be some adjustments again. When we do that, then the kids are going to react differently. So we're going to have to be ready to adjust from there. But but I have seen a, a big improvement, I think, uh, just in, in making less mistakes now. Where our conditioning is getting better now. Um, and we're just starting, I think. You know, if you want to peak at the top of the mountain, to me, we're, we're kind of close to the bottom yet, but we're going up now. You know, we're maybe a quarter way up the mountain. We've got a long ways to go yet uh, and such, but, uh, but I, I really believe that, that, that we've taken a swing here in the right direction now, and uh, I expect steady improvement uh, from here on. And, uh, and I know the kids, they're just, gr- uh, what a great group we have. I, I always tell everybody, I said, we're, uh, we coaches are, we're pretty fortunate that uh, we actually get paid to do this. <laughs> they're uh, they're just a great group of guys, really a great group of kids, high quality. We're we're really unfortunate, or excuse me, really fortunate with that. That's great. And yeah. four straight wins now for you guys, and and dual matches, a, a big win this week as well with Frazy uh, beating yeah. them. Of course, that's always nice to do. Um, uh, you know, it's it's always fun. It's 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 the it's the uh, you know the Becker County thing here. It's the local community thing, and and. Uh, you know, so anytime we we wrestle, uh, the intensity is a little bit higher and such, and and things. And the Hornets are are always tough. You know, the kids stay in good position and things. And they usually they usually have about three four things that they do pretty dang well. And if you uh, if you uh, 
uh, aren't aware of that, and if you put yourself in positions uh, to play into their strengths and things, uh, it's going to be a real battle for you, you know, and such. But uh, we were fortunate we came out on the top of that. We had a couple of really big wins and some toss-up matches that, that I thought were, were big game changers for us in there and such. So that really helped an awful lot along the way. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, it, uh, it was really nice to come out with that win. I got to say that I think Frazee's really doing a, a great job of building the building again. You know they've had all they had all those years of runs and things and such, but uh, they're they're back to to building a good solid base. Their kids work hard, their coaches work hard, uh, and such over there. So so I think that you watch them down the stretch here, and they're going to make some noise over in that section. Nobody thinks that, but I do think that they're going to they're not going to just peacefully walk through there and things. So I, I'm expecting. Uh, you know, a real tussle over there in 8A this year and such. So that should be really interesting. But yeah, uh, it's kind of an interesting section with, you know, UNC kind of, you know, showing you know. what they were made of last week, beating BGMR and uh, us as well. And, and BGMR always uh, no slouch as well. So it should no, be interesting in that section. Really nice team over there. and thing. It's funny that, you know, we have two losses on the season. You mentioned one uh, we lost to UNC uh, last Saturday and such there. And it's interesting. I look at our two losses. We're 12 and two right now. Lost to Thief, and we lost to to uh, UNC. And in those duels, if we get one more takedown, yeah, in two matches, just one more takedown in two matches. So one takedown in the UNC duel, one takedown in the Thief duel, and we win both those duels. Yeah. So it's it's interesting how how that kind of comes along and such, you know. When you were talking about the flip too, I mean, how big is that? You know, specifically with UNC, I, I don't know what happened with Thief River Falls, but yeah. UNC, I mean, we were at the mercy of the flip, and sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, you, you can control the matchup where you need to control it, and they were able to do that, and that, that was about, an, I would say, at least a six-point, maybe a nine-point swing in yeah. the duel and such. But, again, that's that's not... You know, we, we certainly wouldn't say, well, that's what cost us the duel. I, I, we had opportunities uh, other than that as well and such. They just wrestled very well, no question on that. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's just been fantastic. Kids are working hard. we got a great group of seniors and such, so we're pretty excited about that. All right, Coach, last one. Uh, what do we have coming up this week for the wrestling team? We have uh, on Tuesday we travel to Perham, and we'll wrestle Perham and Moorhead down there that night so that'll be a big duel for us uh, with with a section matchup with Perm, and then we also get a chance to measure against Moorhead again uh, like we wrestled them uh, very beginning week of the season and then on Thursday night we'll have a home event with Barnesville who we haven't wrestled for many years and uh, it is Park Rapids uh, a mid-state conference opponent that night Uh, I think we're also going to run our uh, Oh, I think we're going to do a parent night slash senior night. Uh, we haven't figured out exactly how that's going to look yet, but we're going to do some kind of recognition that night for our kids and such. Uh, uh, even with the COVID deal, we do have some parents and things that have been able to get in and get tickets, and, mm-hmm. and we've, they've been traveling and following the team. I think we had, uh, I think we, we had about uh, maybe about 60 fans down at DGF last night, uh, just about at the edge of the, what we could bring. Mm-hmm. But they've been traveling and things, so I'm expecting our home night, uh, home night to be an opportunity where we can get most of the parents there and such, and and recognize the seniors and such as well. Um, we did have a couple of milestones this week, and those those will be recognized also that night. Uh, uh, some uh, win milestones. Kay Jackson won his hundredth career victory uh, the other night. Uh, he's our 145-pound 10th grade wrestler there. And uh, Bradley Swears last night won his 60th career match. And so they'll both be recognized. We might even have one or two more uh, that happen in the next few matches here. So uh, Coach Jackson keeps me on top of that. So uh, <laughs> so we can make sure that we, we recognize those kids and such as best we can. Such. So that'll happen that night as well and such. But uh, should be a should be another good week of wrestling coming up here. And, and again, our hope is just to keep getting better and things and keep working. All right, very good, Coach. Uh, appreciate the time here today, and best of luck this week. Yeah, thank you. All right, Head Coach Rob Elliott joining us here on Coffee with the Coaches. Be back with the basketball coaches next here on KDLM. Chris here from D&D Appliance. I hope I can speak for many small businesses when I say thank you to the many customers who have supported our stores this year. When facing extreme product shortages, delays, and other related challenges, so many of you have met this situation with grace, compassion, and understanding. I believe the quote stating, kindness is the most important tool to spread love among humanity. Our D&D Appliance family thanks you for choosing kindness every day and for standing up for the community you love by choosing to shop locally. 
D&D Appliance, 1050 Highway 59 South, Detroit Lakes. Haug Incorporated, a qualified, reliable service for all your landscaping and excavation needs since 1969. Residential, commercial, and public works. From roll-off containers to earthwork, excavation, and demolition, Haug's is the most comprehensive civil contractor available to get your project done the right way the first time. Call today for more information on what Haug Incorporated can do for you. 218-847-7391. Haug's, making the grade since 1969. All right, welcome back here to Coffee with the Coaches. Recapping the week in high school sports, previewing what's coming up with area coaches and talking some basketball now with the girls' basketball coach, Rachel Johnson. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. All right, well... Uh, your girls were off yesterday, but you have a game here today. You will be traveling to Fergus Falls. Before we get into the big matchup today, let's uh, go back uh, earlier this week. Uh, we were able to uh, to get a win. And remind me again who we were. Pequot. Pequot Lakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who we won. And uh, we were able to revenge, get a little revenge, because we lost to Pequot Correct. less yes. than two weeks ago and able to beat Pequot Lakes quite handily yes this convincingly week. so yeah it was good to see the girls do that they were pretty pumped um had our regular rotation back and uh brought a couple girls up to see how that worked and um it was good to see them all work together as a team and come back and get a big win yeah and and for you to uh to you know to um kind of maybe a measuring stick right i mean to look back you know i know it's less than two weeks ago but to see the improvement i mean it's got to feel good as a coach you you work on things in practice to to get back in the win column and that's certainly the case i mean it's got to feel good that the work that you're putting in in practice is resulting in wins on game day right and the girls get to see that and they're they've been working so hard so hard in practice and getting used to what we're trying to do and uh, adjusting to different game plans. And so it's been good to see that they've had success out of that. Uh, and like you said, our first away game in Pequot, like everything that could have gone wrong <laughs> went wrong. Um, and so it was good to get that win at home. Including sure. the bus going wrong, right? Correct. We had a bus the bus problem. quit. It was just like one thing after another in our first away game. So it was good uh, when Pequot came to us that we got that one. All right. So where are we at record-wise right now? We're currently... Record-wise, uh, we're winning. Yeah, winning. <laughs> We've got... Uh, Charlie Sheen's winning. Yeah, winning. Um, but hoping to get another one today. So, uh, so yeah, so currently four and two on mm-hmm. the season. Um with that loss to Crosby and Pequot Lakes, those are the only two losses. Uh, beating Aiken, Thief River Falls, uh, Park Rapids uh, as well. Yeah, the Park Rapids was, that a, was good a big win. That was a big win. Well. Yep. Right? And, you know, your girls, we've had some injuries, right? Uh, but we're we've starting had a couple to injuries, but we're, get healthy. We're healthy now and hoping to stay healthy. Uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, speed and strength. And then we do some basu ball ourselves to make sure that our core and our ankles and our hips are all good to go. Uh, so really working on that prevention piece to make sure that we all stay in tip-top shape. Of course, accidents happen and things like that, um, but trying to be really proactive in our approach there. Yeah, and that's one thing that Coach Elliot was just talking about. You know, one of the things that I forget is, you know, kids aren't in school right now. They're yeah. at home. So a lot of that structure is is not there. So it's really more on the athletes this year more than ever to, to be getting up early and, and to be putting good things in your body and, Right. I mean, it, yeah. it, there's a there's a different dynamic this year. For sure. Yeah. And we had um, our athletic trainer, Sam Salty, came in uh, and she kind of went over some nutrition and sleep things just to make sure that the girls uh, know what they should be doing. And so that was great. And they're doing a good job of uh, taking care of themselves outside of the court, too. Fergus Falls today. Uh, this one means a lot for you right and for the kids but for you because you're going back to your old hometown yes, right uh, be interesting. <laughs> and your former coach right yes, you'll be my former coach is it going to be a surreal moment i know you coached you were the assistant last year but this year as the head coach is it going to be a little bit surreal to be you know going toe-to-toe with your former coach uh yeah it will be a little bit different um anna monkey gervais is on the opposite bench too and so she was just a year older than me so um, having my opposite coach and an opposite teammate uh, will sure be interesting but I'm really I'm really more excited than 
uh, nervous or anything like that. Uh, and I just want the girls to be competitive and go out there and do the best they can. It's a good Fergus Falls team. I mean, yeah, they year are. in and year out. I mean, mm -hmm. they just retool year in Correct. and year out. Correct. Yep. Colbeck, Rats, Pearson are still all around, and they've got a lot of good role players that are very supportive. Um, and so we've come up with a game plan that we hope is going to work. We're going to stick to it, um, and hopefully the girls can execute it and it goes well for us. Okay. I won't go into too much of the game plan, but for us to win, it will be because of... Defense. Defense. Yes, starting to become a theme. Yeah. Um, but defense will be key. Uh, we talk to the girls. We run through our offenses and our specials and different things like that, and we know we can score, but it's really uh, we have to stop, get stops on the other end to make sure that you know, our offense is enough um, to pull through. So uh, a, a game today, and then we're we're on the road again, another a tough opponent this yep, next week, Moorhead. Moorhead. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to Moorhead, and we watched a couple of their games. Uh, that Breckenridge game was really close, and then uh, watching um, one of those Grand Forks teams the other night, they took a loss there, um, but good to get out there and kind of see what they're up to. Good athletes, well-coached, um, and hoping – that the girls can go up there and do some damage. Yeah, and then Staples Motley, who, who's above 500 last I checked, and they'll be another team that will be traveling to, and then back home on the 16th against Alexandria, big section Correct. matchup. Correct, so yep, we've got a really, a really uh, hefty heart of the season right here, and uh, starting to be that grind, so making sure uh, the girls are taking care of themselves, also taking a little uh, mental health time too, because it does get to be, um, a lot of being in the gym, being at school, and you're kind of in the dead of winter in a polar vortex. <laughs> uh, and so trying to make sure that everyone just stays together as a team and we stay positive and ready to go. Best of luck today, Coach. 3 o'clock, right? Uh, yep, game 3 o'clock varsity, yep. All right. Best of luck, Coach. Thank you very much. All right, Head Coach Rachel Johnson of the uh, girls' basketball team joining us here on KDLM. We'll be back with the head coach of the DL boys' basketball team next here. Most people don't think much about turning on a light switch or where that power comes from. But the folks at Detroit Lakes Public Utilities sure do. Every single day, even during these uncertain times. Reliability and dependability is very important as we remain committed to our customers. Not only do you rely on us when your doors are open, you also rely on us when your doors are closed. When that nasty storm comes through, our local crews work 24-7. From that morning cup of coffee to your child's nightlight, we power your whole day. Reliability. That's one value of public power and Detroit Lakes Public Utilities. Utilities. You'll like what goes into a Fultz building. Quality workmanship, design, materials, and construction. At Fultz Building, their experienced crews completely erect garages, machine and boat storage buildings, commercial, residential, agriculture, and equestrian buildings, and much more. Models are open seven days a week on Highway 10 West. Call Fultz Building today for a free estimate at 218-847-3281. And check out their website to see what their clients have said about Fultz Buildings at FultzBuildings.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, Coffee with the Coaches continues. Uh, still to come, we'll talk to the uh, head coach of the uh, Laker dance team, Britton Ramsey. Uh, we'll play that interview here after uh, we talk here with head coach of the boys' basketball team, head coach uh, Marcus Oakson. And, uh, Coach, good morning. Uh, thanks for making it down here to Burger King. Uh, game last night, right? Uh, yep. A tough one, right? Uh, last night at home. Yeah, you know, we played Pequot Lakes, and, and they're a good basketball team. You know, they're undefeated for a reason, and, and they, you know, pose some matchup problems for us uh, in terms of their speed and their quickness, and we knew that coming in. And they're also a team that gets after your full court, and we haven't seen a lot of that this year. So coming in, that was kind of our focus was, you know, we got to control the ball. We don't want to turn it over. because you turn it over, they turn those turnovers into points fast. And, you know, for the most part, we did a nice job. It was just one spell in the first half that kind of hurt us a little bit, and that really kind of was the difference of the ball game in the end. That snapped a four-game winning streak that you guys put together and some, some pretty close matchups and some dramatics, yeah, right, in that right. four-game winning streak? Right, yeah. You know, we've had some close basketball games, and, and like I said, it's good to play in those games. And, and like I said, after the game last night, we told, kind of talked to kids, you know, we're encouraged what we have in our locker room. And, you know, we rolled over the roster from last year and have a lot of new pieces, and we like the pieces we have. And, and, and like I said, they're working hard, and we're just going to be a team that continues to get better, and we've grown since day one, so it's been fun to see so far. Yeah, I mean, you look at last year's starters, this year's starters. I mean, besides Nate Seahawk, everybody else, I mean, they're new to that starting role. I mean, we've graduated quite a few seniors from last year's team. So uh, to have this type of success already early in the season, I mean, 
got to feel good, and you're almost ahead of schedule than where you probably thought you would be, right? You know, we do. And, and like I said, and that's what I told the kids last night. You know, even though we lost this game, if you take a look at the film and watch us from this game to, say, the first game of the year against Perm, we look like a completely different basketball team. Our fluidity on offense is much better. We're making more shots, things like that. So that that growth has been fun to see. And, you know, like we talk about limited turnovers, which has been good to see. We just got to sure up some things on the defensive end to be a more complete package, if you will. When you talk about offensive fluidity, is that, uh, you know, implementing the game plan and, and- getting to where you need to be to set up the offense or is it crisper passing or what is that just kind of like playing within the offense you know we we obviously have a system in place but you know correct reads i mean if you launch last night we backdoored a few times and you know those are things we we tell the kids to do you know they're overplaying you got to do this but we can't tell you to do it in the game you got to recognize that we're recognizing some of those things we're recognizing when we got some mismatches in the post then ultimately we're, we're hitting a few timely threes which has been fun to see yeah i mean that's that's such a big part of it is I mean, you can be in the right spot. You can have that open look, but you got to make the shot. And that's yeah. been kind of what's been frustrating because we're doing everything so right, you know, and, and it's just making that shot. And it's nice to see that those shots are finally Correct. starting to connect and Correct. collect. Yeah, you know, you look at our shooting percentages from a year ago, they're, they're, they're on the upswing, which is fun to see because, like you said, it's, it's, you can do everything right, but you got to put the ball in the basket. And you put the ball in the basket, you make shots, you can go on runs, which is nice to see that we've, you know, got Crosby, Arrington, Thief, River, we've made nice runs in those games. And the teams have made nice runs against us, but we're able to put, put, against, put together an offensive package where, where we can make, you know, an 8- to 10-point run, which is fun to see. Anybody in specific that's kind of emerging, like taking on that, and that's becoming maybe that X factor on our team. That's that's really becoming that go-to. I, you know, obviously, you know, we're playing through the middle with Zach Oisted this year. He's he's a he's a load in there. He's a is a dominant force. He's tough to move. So he's finishing around the hoop. And you know, we're going to come into most games, and uh, you know, we're going to check that he's going to probably have 15, 20. It's the X factor is going to be us. Is who's going to be that guy who's going to stick those perimeter shots that night? And what's nice is we don't have to just look at a Nate Seahawk or a Caden Yulanimi or a Christian Solberg. They're all capable of doing that. So I think on different nights you're going to see that. And like a game like Thief River, for example, you know, we got three guys in double figures. That's case in point. You know, Zach's going to get his in the interior. It's who's going to help on that, you know, the perimeter and stick those shots. Because if we have timely shooting on the perimeter, then we're going to put a complete game together. If you wouldn't mind touching on that Thief River game, take us through that last, because it was a buzzer beater, right? Close. Uh, I, I mean, it's close. So. You know, we you know, we, we built the lead in the second half, and like I said, they made a big run and kind of took the lead, and we hit a couple big shots back and forth, and we were down, you know, two points. You know, we had the ball with like 30-some seconds, and we had a timeout. We just said, hey, you know, we got plenty of time. Run good offense to get, you know, a look, you know, squeeze it. And and so, you know, Seahawk hit it with about, you know, hit a three to put us up one with about, I don't know, nine, ten seconds, something like that. And they dribbled down, took a timeout with about six seconds, and they ran a, you know, a set and got a good look from about 12 feet, and that rimmed in and out, and, you know, we walk away with a win. So uh, it was, a, like I said, a, a gritty effort from our team because, you know, said we built that lead, they made a run, but then we didn't fold, and we kind of came back and finished the game. Yeah, and, and it's kind of a flip of scripts because last year we would be in those games right down to the end, and yeah. it would just go against us. Yeah. And to, to have one go our way here this season, I mean, that's, that's great. It that's, is, you know what I mean? And we just tell, you know, the kids, if you work hard, you do good things, good things will happen. Yeah. All right, so this next week, uh, Fergus Falls at home on Tuesday and then traveling to Staples Motley on Thursday. And then next week, don't want to look too far ahead, but we have Bemidji on the 16th. Yes, you know, you know, you know, talking about Fergus on Tuesday, it's about as good a team you're going to see in our area. You know, they have, you know, the size and the paint. they got great guard play. So we're going to have our hands full. We're going to have to play really, really well uh, to give them a game. And, you know what I mean, we'll talk about things in practice and on Monday and try to take away some of the things they do. And then you follow that with a conference game in Staples, who we've already played once. And, and like I said, you don't want to look too far ahead, but, you, you know, we got Bemidji coming up as well as a very, very good team and a section team for us. So, uh, it, it, like I said, a blend of opponents, if you will, when you're flipping mid-state and then you're flipping between section opponents. And then you got a Fergus Falls, who's, you know, a, a top section team in their AAA. So, It'll be a it'll be a challenge. Still baffling that they're eight double A. Just it <laughs> right. still doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, alrighty, coach. Best of luck this week. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, head coach Mark Soakson, joining us here on Coffee with the Coaches. Uh, that's a wrap for our live uh, broadcast. We'll uh, be back though with uh, a recorded interview with uh, head coach of the uh, Laker dance team, Britton Ramsey. They have a huge meet today, uh, and that is in Ricori. Some really good. 
uh, teams uh, meeting in Recori today uh, for dance, and I do know that they will be uh, live streaming that uh, that that invite. So uh, talk to Coach Ramsey. She has details on how you can watch and, and who will be uh, taking part and also recapping uh, where they're at in the season as uh, head coach of the Laker dance team, Britton Ramsey, coming your way next year on Coffee with the Coaches. <laughs> Going once, going twice, sold, sold, sold. If you have excess equipment, don't sell yourself short. Auction block can attract buyers 100% online. With our international bidders list, sell all over the world from your location or ours. We have auction guarantees. Going once, going twice, sold. Sell all over the world. Auction block, equipped for success. Visit us in Audubon or online at auctionblock.com. If you're in need of snow removal, demolition, or excavation, Felt Plumbing of Detroit Lakes is who you want to turn to. They have a long standing of superior work. Call them today at 218-847-5390. Lloyd and Karen Felt are proud sponsors of wrestling in our area. For all of your excavation and dirt work needs, call Felt Plumbing. Good luck to all of our area wrestlers from Felt Plumbing of Detroit Lakes. All right, Coffee with the Coaches continues. Talking now with the head coach of the Laker dance team, head coach Britton Ramsey. And, uh, Coach, uh, this is our first time uh, you know, getting a chance to talk some dance here. Uh, how's the season been going for you guys so far? It has been really good. It's been fun. Um, our first meet of the year was canceled, so we felt like we got a little bit of a late start. But we are making up for it with a whole bunch right in a row these next couple of weeks. So, um, we've only actually seen scores a couple times, but um, they get better each week. So that's what we want to see. And you guys had, what, uh, your mid-state? Was that last week? I'm trying to remember. Was that last week that you guys had the mid-state meet at the Ralph? It was a couple weeks ago. That was our first, ended up being our first competition of the year, which um, isn't ideal for us, but that's how it shook out this year. So that's okay. And and now you guys, you guys, uh, what took first was it dance or uh, jazz? I mean, I'm sorry that you guys uh, took uh, first in there. Yeah, so we would be. Yep, we took the jazz championship um, that day, and then in the overall, we ended up taking second in the overall conference championship. Well, you gotta you gotta be pleased with that, of course. Uh, the mid state usually some pretty good teams in the mid state. Absolutely. Yep, it's great competition. So, and then last night, too, I guess Thursday night, you guys were uh, in Melrose. Uh, how did things go there? Yep, uh, Melrose went really well. Our jazz team, both JV and varsity, took first. Our uh, JV kick took second, and varsity kick took third. Um, scores were a little all over the place for that, so we're trying to make some sense of it. But um, but the kids looked really good. They performed really well. They adjusted, made changes, did everything we asked them to do at practice this week. So we're we're proud of what they put on the floor. Tell us about your team. Uh, what's the makeup? Is it a younger team, older team? What do you guys have? You know, it's a really good mix, but we are very uh, upperclassmen heavy. We have eight seniors this year, and I think as many or more juniors. Um, a total of about 39 kids out um throughout the program so um it's kind of all over the place but yeah the the younger grades we have less in each grade um very upperclassmen heavy so talk a little bit about uh, your guys's routines uh, here this year uh, what can folks expect i guess maybe not seeing seeing it in person but maybe seeing it online uh, any any insight on what uh, what you guys are featuring this year yeah, we tried to really do something fun. We kind of asked the kids this summer, you know, of course, we planned so much in advance and not knowing what this year was going to look like for them. We just really, you know, had a talk with our kids on what do you want this year to be? And, you know, maybe you have enough things to worry about that Sam shouldn't be one of them. So we tried to create routines that were fun, fun to perform, fun to watch. Um, so they are a little bit more filled with kind of a, a certain attitude, a type of swag to them. And um, so it's just more fun for the kids to do that. Um, and I think I think they're, you know, executing it better each week. So, uh, yeah, they should, they should be good crowd pleasers. Our kick is a, a pep rally, kind of a big school, you know, marching band type theme. Um, we actually wore 
are wearing our cheerleader uniforms um, as a way to not have to worry about what to do this year, and um, it worked out really well. So I think the kids are having fun with it. I was just curious, is it is judging a little bit different this year? Because, you know, there's so much that goes into uh, the judging part of it as far as, like, the smile on on the girls' faces. And, uh, like, has that changed at all now with, you know, now that you're required to wear masks during your performances? Yeah, yeah there was talk in that early on um, and how that was going to affect things. And I don't know that we see it directly affect the score sheets um i mean you know hopefully the their body language kind of executes and shows that they are having you know having fun and there's still a performance element to it um and so they're kind of looking at that overall the overall vibe that comes off the kids you know you can usually tell if somebody is having a good time or if they are struggling so um i think that piece of it is is probably Still, you know, close to the same. You guys uh, are right back in action here today. Uh, you know, you have uh, Ricori on the schedule. You'll be traveling to Ricori here. Um, looks like there's quite a few teams that will be participating in this invite here this Saturday. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, Ricori usually is for us. It's uh, very section heavy, so it's a lot of the times that we only, or one of the only times we see the majority of teams from our section. Um, so it's usually a good indicator of what that's going to look like and, and what things we need to do differently between now and sections, which is a few weeks away. So um, it should be a really good, if, if anybody likes dance, this is a live stream you want to watch. We've got some of the best teams in the state between all classes and our section, so they're fun to watch. Any idea when you guys will be um, be performing? Um, is there a timeline that that's set? set in stone yet yeah our so they they're breaking the day into smaller um try so that's three schools at a time and our try is scheduled to start at one so i think we will be in the basically from one to two o'clock is when we'll be on okay sounds good we will look forward to it and uh, thank you so much uh, Britton, for making some time for us here and and best of luck to the laker dance team Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right. Head coach of Lake Dance Team, Britton Ramsey, joining us here on Coffee with the Coaches. Back with more right after this.